Greetings. Welcome to RLM TV. Hope you guys had an awesome weekend. God bless you. Amen. You are watching RLM TV live from Miami, Florida. We're here in the cloud and we just got to testify to the goodness of God, his greatness, his loving kindness, his mercy, his tender compassion toward you, his forgiveness toward you is great. And he wants you to come up here. It is written in the book of Revelation. Come up here. Now, we've heard a lot of uh, the prophets, Instagram prophets, YouTube prophets, even some of the mainstream prophets have been hearing that word as it trickles down the mountain in the word for 2024, which is ascend. Well, what, is, what does that mean? What's, what's the most important and also the most dangerous prophecy for 2024 of ascension? They're saying ascend, come up here, come up here. You see it on Facebook, you see it on YouTube. If you're plugged into the body of Christ, the prophetic people are saying the same message, which is come up here. But what is so dangerous about that? If it has anything to do with ascension, without circumcision, you will find yourself in the clippeth of the evil one, which is the false ascension. And we're finding and hearing reports uh, from some of our people that some of the old ascension groups that they used to be a part of, which they no longer were because of, you know, there's no circumcision, not no fruitfulness, just the appearance of Christian mysticism with prophetic and ascension experiences, but without circumcision and what we're hearing back now in these reports many of those groups who are practicing just ascension in general in the past are now actually teaching kabbalah and we know it's all you know stolen light stolen glory but what's so dangerous why are you going to need to avoid the false kabbalah teachings false ascension in 2024 because ascension ascend is the most powerful word for this year in 2024 but it's also the most dangerous and if we can just quickly cue up the picture of the clippeth mm -hmm. if you go into one of these ascension groups if someone is trying to say they teach kabbalah in jesus christ even i'm going to caution you even if they're calling it circumcision test every spirit because many of these groups without realizing it are rising into these realms of Satan in the second heavens. And they are not aware. Remember, if you're deceived, you don't know it. Absolutely correct. As it is written, correcto mundo. <laughs> now, I found that one of the key principles of going through this extraneous warfare and opposition of the evil one and his puppets on earth is you must have a good sense of humor. So he tries to steal your joy. He tries to steal your oil. The thief comes only to kill, steal, and destroy. Isn't that interesting? We've taught this before, but why does Jesus Christ say the thief comes only to kill, steal? How redundant, huh? No, he's saying that's the nature of the name. His name is thief. He doesn't have anything of his own. Everything Satan in his kingdom has has been stolen from God. It is an entirely stolen kingdom. And so we're learning how to be a city with walls. The minor prophets write, Jerusalem is a city with walls. She is a city enclosed. That represents the full armor of God. We need it now. Last week, fighting the religious spirits and calling them out by name, I felt like the holy angels right before the broadcast said, the reason why the opposition is so insane lately, and I mean, guys, there are things going on you can't even imagine, but we're making progress. We're called Joel's Army, not mm -hmm. Joel's Patty Cake Club. <laughs> All right? And I really think the reason why they're so stirred up, these wicked <laughs> principalities and their mm -hmm. tens of thousands of demons that they're over, is because they're called out by name, their works are exposed, how they operate in the heavens are exposed accurately from the perspective of true righteousness, true Kabbalah, and not their counterfeit Klippeth Kabbalah. Mm -hmm. And th this has never been done before. They have never been exposed like this accurately. 
for the most part, for the church age and through the charismatic movement of the last hundred years, starting at Azusa Street and going through the healing movement and the Pentecostal movement and the charismatic movement into the glory stream movement, into the sons of God, where we are now in 2024, for the most part, we have only gone by Ephesians chapter 6. And our, the extent of our understanding of the heavens, especially how the enemy operates in the heavens and how we are meant to operate in the heavens, has been unknown. The prophets of the previous generation, the Kansas City prophets, our fathers, okay, John Paul Jackson, uh, Bob Jones, Paul Kane, these are our prophetic fathers in this generation of Joel's army. They said, we are not allowed to deal with the second heavens, which means we're not allowed to fulfill the book of Revelation. For the book of Revelation of Jesus Christ, last book of the Bible, number 66, is entirely about the second heavens. They were not called, mm -hmm. mandated, or commissioned to fulfill Revelation. Mm -hmm. They were called to prepare for the generation mm -hmm. that fulfills the book of Revelation. That's us. That's you. Just type that in the comments. That's me. This, this buckwheat right here. He's talking <laughs> to me. Amen. I'm talking to you because you're called to fulfill that mandate and that commission, but it takes a level of understanding. As it's written, those who teach righteousness shine as the stars. So first there has to be a stardom. Okay, mm -hmm. We think stardom is a negative thing. We, we confuse it with celebrityhood because for the most part, all the Christianity you've ever known has been infancy down in the dust of the earth. And so we say, oh, we're not seeking fame. Of course we're not seeking fame. You must have the foundations laid. Hebrews 6 to move on into teaching and preaching and understanding the training of righteousness which is on the moon and the sun and the stars the government of day genesis 1 the government of night genesis 1 and if we don't have the genesis 1 realities in our lives yet it's because we have not yet moved from the elementary mm -hmm. foundations of the faith hebrews 6 into righteousness mm -hmm. and only god the father in heaven himself can mm -hmm. permit that he has permitted that for me he has permitted that for rebecca we are here to train you, equip you, mm -hmm. the body of Christ, so that you can be allowed to go into the heavenlies. This is not something you mm -hmm. can do just through study. It is a person who tests you, God Almighty, with myriads of his holy angels to make sure you are qualified for the next rung, for the next level mm -hmm. of Jacob's ladder. If you are disqualified, because of your thought life, because of uncircumcisions of your heart, because of behavior, attitude, unrighteous judgment, rebellion, withholding finances, which is a huge mm -hmm. one. If you read the book of Acts, that's the main cause mm -hmm. of judgment in the Bible. And the Laodicean Church of America, the seventh church of Revelation, doesn't really want to deal with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are fringe movements and there are remnants that are radically obedient. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the mass majority leaving the one and going to the 99. You know, Jesus said, we got to leave the 99 and go in the one. But in this generation, the truth is the remnant is so small. We leave the one and go to the 99, which is basically every Joel's bar. We're, you know, we're coming from the one, the father and his throne in heaven and we're reaching the 99 which are the lost tribes of israel the lost mm -hmm. sheep of israel that are scattered throughout the earth jude says that hebrew says that mm -hmm. peter says that we're going after the people that desire god that love jesus and there are many there are a lot of people even in america throughout europe australia the islands africa you have entire nations presidents of nations in africa that are dedicating their nation entirely to Jesus Christ in this generation. That, that's happened in the continent of Africa with entire governments dedicating their entire nation to Jesus Christ. So it's not like, oh, it's fringe to be a Christian. It's fringe to be a cosmic Christian mm -hmm. that's walking in the narrow way of Enoch. Okay, mm -hmm. and, and that's what we need to make plain to you mm -hmm. in how rock solid it is. We need people rock solid. We don't need mm -hmm. spiritual flakes. We don't need people that are just, uh, you know, insane mystics. We need people that are rock solid mystics mm -hmm. 
that are mystically natural and mm-hmm. not just floating around in the ether with no grasp for reality. We need mm-hmm. dominion. We're right. called to be governors over the natural dimension. He's anointed you to be architects and governors, but that training is exhaustive and extensive, and it, that training truly goes on forever. Amen. Let us embrace that training. This is what God's saying. He's saying, posture yourselves to learn this season. The mysteries of the kingdom of heaven are shared to you, but to others we speak in encrypted languages. That's what it means. Mm -hmm. What's a parable? It's an encrypted language of deep mystical truth, which means only a spiritual person with wisdom working on the inside that has seven pillars, Proverbs 9.1, who's actually killed beasts, which is not living for the human nature, living for the Yadevave nature, the Christ nature, can understand these things. He says, to them I speak in encrypted language having eyes to see, but they never see, having ears to hear, but they never hear. Otherwise, they'd repent. What does repent mean? You've heard it just change and just agree with some kind of knowledge. That ain't repentance. Repentance is returning to the higher realms. Repent house. Rerung Jacob's ladder. Understand the narrow path much more accurately Mm -hmm. so that your time spent on earth can be for actual rising from the dead and not maintaining the realm of the dead. So much of this Mm -hmm. Christianity that we deal with every single day and the why it's just a repetitive loop where they can listen, you know, even to the Mm -hmm. apostles and prophets, the anointed, mantled, commissioned apostles and prophets of the fivefold of the government of Christ and they still don't bear fruit fruit, and they're still not transformed and they still continue wandering around the mountain. This is because there's been no consequences for sin. Mm-hmm. The Lord said to me and I posted this all over social media it's a prophetic word you can take this one to the bank. It is there will be consequences for sin and wrongdoing. The reason why you have so much hyper grace and just false teaching everywhere is because you have not seen punishment for sin and punishment for wrongdoing. So they just go on in their uncircumcised souls and then create Christian doctrines. And they even have the gifts of the Spirit in operation because they're irrevocable. God visited the earth and gave gifts to men. That The gifts do not qualify a person to be justified, (laughs) nor do they expose any sanctification at all. Even in the last several revivals and many revivals around the world, the leaders were actively involved in adultery and drunkenness, carousing, debauchery, even pedophilia has been exposed. So you should question everything. It's not unhealthy Mm -hmm. because you've had such a track record in Christian history. We can't have our heads under the sand and just think Mm -hmm. everything is okay. You need to test the spirit. You need to Mm -hmm. test the fruit. You need to test the inside of it, but not in a doubting, condemning, Mm -hmm. damning way, not in a religious spirit, but just to make Mm -hmm. sure they're from God. I remember the story of when Bob Jones and Bobby Connor, two great prophets of our time, were introduced to each other. Bob Jones was already had a great ministry. Bobby Connors just coming out of his Texas pastoral time of pastoring a Baptist church in Texas, and he was about to launch out in an international itinerant ministry as a prophet. And they they hooked up with each other. God the Father connected them, and the first thing that they do is test each other to see if they're true. And I remember how harsh they were with each other. That it wasn't. It wasn't this kind, gentle, old patty cake club. It was like, I want to make sure you're a real prophet. And it was a hard, severe testing. That kind of reminds me of me and you, actually. I think people, you know, you see us on here, and it's really fun, and we love each other a lot. But I don't know that many people going through the training would be able to endure the severity that we've given each other and putting each other basically to the test uh, when it comes to, you know, any kind of pioneering or just really testing spirits. We've really dealt with each other very severely in, in a very glorious way. Uh, but what that does is it keeps things razor sharp. And so, you know, there's a camaraderie. As you ascend and you get the circumcisions, it is much easier and lighter. But, you know, we still test everything in fire because it is what it is. You're at a war. Again, like Brandon said, this is not patty cake ministries. You know, this is war in the heavens uh, 
against the principalities, you know, of uh, we've dealt with the principalities of Medea, Persia, uh, Greece, Rome, uh, the principality of Babylon, principality of Egypt. All that stuff has been going on. Why is it being confronted? Why is it being dealt with? A lot of it comes down to the exposing of the roots of Christianity and what you know as normal, like glory Christianity, charismatic Christianity, even, you know, Catholic, if you want to call it, you know, Christianity, all that, all of those that have their roots in Rome on that pile of mud when Solomon married Pharaoh's daughter and that reed descended from Gabriel and that offset the judgments, right, that descent of Gevra. So the judgments aren't there, right? We're talking about that's the origins of that hyper-grace. It's the origins of false Christianity. And so then you have those two principalities that we've been talking about this last week. If you want to, you can check back in your notes if you took notes last week. Uh, that the, the two camps that came out of the two of the main principalities, what they rely on is for the Roman Catholics, right, for the Prince of Rome, they have the supremacy, they teach and preach the supremacy of the Latin, Vulgate, the Latin texts. And then for, you know, modern Christianity, which has its roots back to Rome, you have the Principality of Greece, which teaches and preaches in all the Bible colleges, pretty much all the Bible colleges and churches in uh, the first world nations, any kind of modern church. They teach and preach the supremacy of the Greek texts. And we dove into that a little bit last week of why that's so limiting. What was the sinister purpose of those demon principalities. It was to keep you from understanding and learning the Holy Kabbalah as Jesus taught in the Hebrew that he spoke. And I've got a little passage here for you today to add that. So if you have notes in that section you want to add to that, this would be a good place for you to listen to. <laughs> this is the language of Jesus. So according to the 1958 first edition of the Oxford Dictionary of the Christian Church, Hebrew so this is the 1958 version, ceased to be a spoken language around 4th century BC. And again, that's the Oxford Dictionary of the Christian Church. And now it says, since it's 1997, it's 3rd edition, so it's been updated with the latest research. So, and now it says, in the 1997, in its 3rd edition, Hebrew, quote, continued to be used as a spoken and written language in the New Testament period. Whoops. So, so we've updated, the scholars have Completely updated opposite. the <laughs> Oxford Dictionary has been updated. So if you're still believing that in the Greek supremacy, you're going based on, that's like, it hasn't been updated since 1958. And the purpose, I know a lot of Pentecostals, they say, well, why does it matter? Well, because... Listen, you Greek Christians, the Lashon HaKadosh is what created mm -hmm. the heavens and the earth. Mm -hmm. it's, the, it's literally the vibration, the frequency, the numerical equation mm -hmm. of the government of day and night. And without it, you'll always be from below and not above. Do you understand that? Mm -hmm. So if you stay Greek Christians, and we're not saying go and be circumcised again like the Judaizers on the outside. Right. We're saying Romans 2, a true Jew is circumcised on the inside. Okay? So we're saying you have to return to the Jewish roots. Why? Jesus Christ said, I am the roots of the Jews and the bright morning star. Revelation 22, I'm the roots of David. Hello? What's the roots of David? You know, David is a name for the Jewish race. If that's the last thing Messiah says in Revelation, and that doesn't mean you need to go all weird in the Jewish stuff and we go, you're right. like Yeshua, Yeshua, God Yeshua. wants to use English really heavily. Yahoo, Yahweh, Yahuwah, yeah. Yahweh, and then you look down on others because they don't know your mystical Yahoo, Yahweh, or whatever. Those are the flakes. <laughs> Listen, <man. laughs> you don't get it at all. We're talking about actual understanding mm -hmm rock-solid steel Shekinah in mm. these realms. And plus, when you get in these realms, there is creative freedom. There is an expression of the true new creature in Christ, each rung of Jacob's ladder. 
It is not a confining legalism like the Greek mindset says, where it's like, oh, okay, a greater, stricter legalism of do's and don'ts because I'm learning all this mm -hmm. new stuff. That's not it at all. That, all of that mm -hmm. is going to be circumcised off of you. It's truly understanding heaven. You're understanding the angelic realms. You know, when the Bible says in Jude that angels left their posts in heaven, the posts in heaven are the rungs of Jacob's ladder. They stopped serving mm -hmm. Jacob's ladder. They stopped serving the Messiah. Jacob saw Jesus, John 1.51, I am the ladder between heaven and earth. Scripture, that's the gospel. Jesus is the way to the Father. If you don't have Jesus as a ladder to heaven, you're not going to heaven. You have forfeited your promised land. You have fortified your soul in the wilderness under the angel of death. And those are the people being pruned worldwide. They don't want to ascend. They're full of doctrines of demons and heresy and uh, self-opinionated stubbornness. They just need to be removed. They have to be mm -hmm. pruned. They have to be punished. Mm -hmm. Well, didn't Jesus take all of the punishment on, this, on the cross, hand them over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh? I guess not with those people. Hello? And the stubborn. See, this is the difference between the Greek and the true spiritual, mm -hmm. which is true Hebrew of the 12 tribes of cosmic Jerusalem revelation. Okay? The difference is one tries to put it through their intellectual reasoning of the human nature. They try to put it through the human mindset, the human brain. They, they put it through the part of the person Romans 8 calls at strife and enmity with God. So you grow at enmity and you grow at strife with God if you put it through the filter of the human mindset, the human reasoning. Guys, that's what most people do because that is how the Laodicean church teaches. They teach Greek. They teach the separation through all the teachings that they receive in a mm -hmm. Greek intellectualism and in a Greek reasoning mindset. Mm -hmm. It separates the believer further and further from the mm -hmm. true spiritual. It fights the parables of Jesus. So I want to dive in just a little bit more to this section. And I think it's going to, your understanding by the power of the Holy Spirit and, and his holy angels surrounding you, it's going to open up your understanding so that you can see how and you know why these things have been done by the wicked principalities but more importantly than that how and why this is important these uh this hebrew language as it was spoken and taught by jesus how it relates to the parables and we've talked already in part about how it relates to the lord's prayer if you've taken the master class then you know if not highly recommend go through the masterclass because a lot of the principles that we've already covered in the last year for rising in righteousness we don't always revisit those and they're in order as we actually ascended so one of the best things you can do is watch along get the circumcisions if you're not ready to launch you know launch i'm not i don't know what launch to the moon is like i'm not sure download the app get the school of the magi on our glory life app and start to go through that. Some people have posted online. Uh, there's like a reading program you can do. The whole thing in seven days, you just follow through that plan and you can go through it every week or you know whatever your schedule allows for and just go through it until you get there. And we're finding that when people do that, they're actually successful. Some of them who start doing that, they're now like transfigured in their inner man in the sun, above the sun. Amen. And so it works. It literally works. We have a squadron already in yeah. the sun and people ascending above the sun. And it's absolutely mm -hmm. real. I just want to distinguish clearly here the difference between the Hebrew roots cult. Again, right. the Hebrew roots cults. Okay. And what we're talking about. Because the mm -hmm. enemy tries to confuse. Remember, he's a thief. So anything important, he'll mm -hmm. try to confuse and pervert. Hebrew roots cult of those false apostles out there that a lot of you might have been exposed to already before coming into this, and you're like, well, what's the difference? That's in the Greek. They're still using the human reasoning. Mm -hmm. the, the only difference, which is the only one that matters, is we teach wisdom of the circumcision. The difference of the Lashan HaKadosh is Proverbs 9. We kill beasts, and we prepare feasts for the inner man to ascend. The purpose of our teaching, the Lashan HaKadosh, mm -hmm. the Holy Speech, the reason why the importance of the ancient Hebrew matters in a new covenant 
uh, setting is because of the glorification of wisdom for the inner man's ascension. Wisdom separates beast from the born-again person. The Hebrew roots mm-hmm. cults don't do that, and they work within the Greek nature of the fallen human reasoning. And so that's why it's so diabolical, and they all go mm-hmm. into the clippeth. The next thing you know, many of these people, I don't need to name names, but they begin ministering to principalities, saying that even the Satans and the fallen angels can be saved. The reason why they did that, because they were in the Greek mind, the, under, the human reasoning the entire time. Mm-hmm. So that's why it is a cult because it is not based on wisdom killing beasts. There needs to be always a foundation of circumcision of heart. Circumcision is the mark of the old covenant and the new. Not just old only, new. But in the new covenant, circumcision is the rungs of Jacob's ladder in the heart. Okay? The kingdom Mm -hmm. of heaven, each level of the veils being peeled back. If you study Torah, there were ten veils. They had to go through 10 curtains in order to see the ark. Okay, these are the 10 Sephirot, the Sapphiros. And there are 10, Malkut, Had, Netza. Uh, okay, Malkut, Yesad, Had, Netza, Tiferet, Gavura, mm-hmm. Hesed. We skip over Dat because that's the bone throne of Satan. We go to Bina, we go to Hakma and Keter. That's mm-hmm. 10. I listed them right there, and you can study that in the master mm-hmm. class extensively. Those are the 10 curtains. And mm-hmm. so each curtain peels back off the inner man, the spirit, for a greater glory. This is the pattern shown above how we go from glory to glory. Mm-hmm. We're no longer down here in the earth getting murdered by Jezebel like Elijah on earth. I lived that life as a full-time prophetic minister for 12, 15 years, and it was horrendous murder that I faced every day of full-time ministry. It was absolutely bonkers insane. The first time I had peace and really safety in every area of my life was when I began biblical ascension. This is the true path of Enoch and Elijah mm-hmm. and they're here in the cloud of witnesses to help you rise. We must learn this way accurately and then along the way expose all the counterfeits that are trying to corrupt you from growing in the narrow way to get you off course. Amen. Wisdom has killed her beast and mixed her wine and built her house upon seven pillars of the seven spirits of God. That's you knowing the river of God, the Holy Ghost within you. And that building up of wisdom builds you up into the cosmos. So if you're a faithful uh, priest, which is a nation of priests, we're faithful to kill the beast daily. Amen. That's good. Uh, Amen. That's really good wisdom. Uh, Hebrew continued to be used as a spoken and written language in the New Testament period. Let's take a look here a little bit more into this. Uh, The change by the Oxford Dictionary is vital for several reasons. It helps demonstrate that by the first half of the 20th century, modern scholars reached a nearly unanimous opinion that Aramaic became a spoken language in the land of Israel by the start of Israel's Hellenistic period in the 4th century BCE, and thus Hebrew ceased to function as a spoken language around the same time. The opinion by scholars remained the same until around the latter half of the 20th century with the discovering of the Dead Sea Scrolls. The scrolls showed how Hebrew flourished as a living spoken language until near the end of the Roman period, when it continued as a literary language in the 4th century. Hebrew functioned as the local mother tongue, while Aramaic functioned possibly as another language in the eastern areas of the Roman Empire. An introductory grammar of rabbinic Hebrew says, it is generally believed that the Dead Sea Scrolls, specifically the Copper Scroll, and Copper's been highlighted, maybe some of you got that highlight lately, and also the Bar Koba letters, have finished, have furnished clear evidence of the popular character of the Mishnaic Hebrew. And the Hebrew scholars point out that Jesus was knowledgeable of both written and spoken Hebrew. There is no question that he also knew Aramaic and possibly Greek. But his mother tongue, Jesus' mother tongue, 
and his spoken language were Hebrew. One clear example is the fact that Jesus is described as speaking in parables. Story parables of the type associated with Jesus is to be found only in rabbinic literature. And without exception, they are all in Hebrew. Another example of Jesus speaking Hebrew is found in the New Testament itself. And this is really interesting. We'll read a little bit here. After Paul, so after Paul became a believer in Jesus while on the road to Damascus, he was captured and beaten numerous times while proclaiming the gospel message. At one point, he appeared before King Agrippa in Acts 26. When Paul began to describe what he saw when Jesus spoke to him, he said, quote, At midday, O king, I saw on the way a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, shining all around me and those who were journeying with me. And when we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew dialect, <laughs> Saul, Saul. <laughs> and that Greek word being used and translated for Hebrew, they have it here in the Greek and I don't know how to pronounce it, but it, it only refers to the Hebrew language. <laughs> That the Greek word is never used to describe Aramaic or any other form of it. So Jesus is speaking Hebrew to Paul when he appeared to him on the road to Damascus. Mm, so good. Jesus was not speaking Greek or Aramaic, although Paul knew both Greek and Aramaic as a citizen of Rome and a trained Pharisee. There should be little doubt that Jesus' mother tongue was Hebrew. And when he was teaching and speaking to his disciples, it was in the Hebrew language. So it is not debated that there were Greek-speaking Jews at the time of Jesus. The return of the Jews from the Babylonian exile and the Greek influence of Alexander the Great is well known. But at the time of Jesus, both the Hebrew Jews and the Greek Jews were not the same. Hebrew-speaking Jews did not get along with Greek-speaking Jews, who were known as Hellenistic Jews who had adopted the Greek ways, including the language. And we see this in the New Testament starting in Acts 6. Verse 1, quote, Now at this time, while the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint arose on the part of the Hellenistic Jews against the native Hebrews because of their widows were being overlooked in the daily serving of food. Mm. Greek-speaking Jews and Hebrew-speaking Jews, and they're distinguished in the New Testament. Yep. And so the New American Standard Bible translated the Greek Hellenistes as Hellenistic Jews and Hebraeus as native, Ju native Hebrews. The New Testament identifies Greek-speaking Jews as Hellenistic and Hebrew-speaking Jews as native Hebrews, while non-Jews were identified as Gentiles or those from among the nations. And why is that important? Why does this all, what does this have to do with us, mm. with you? Uh, when you look at the teaching, what, when you look at the Greek teaching, based on the Greek New Testament, and the limitation that the enemies, the principality of uh, Greece has tried to put on all believers. Yeah. You have to understand why are they're, they're insidious on purpose. It's Don't all about coming out from the covering of devils. Right. This is why the apostles teach this. Why is it important Paul calls Greeks in Galatians 6, mm -hmm. the Israel of God, it is written. In, in the epistles, you are the Israel of God. He also says the true children of Abraham are the ones of faith. Why is it even important to be a child of Abraham? Don't we have Jesus now? Why do we have to have Abraham mm -hmm. also? Because it's the connection to the roots of the Jews that is the, the salvation and the inheritance of the heavens. Okay, God mm -hmm. is not breaking his promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's fulfilling them in Messiah. And in order to have any kind of salvation mm -hmm. with the patriarchs, you have to become mm -hmm. spiritual Jews through circumcision of heart. Otherwise, you have no protection and no promises. That's why it's essential apostolic doctrine from Scripture. Mm -hmm. And typically what you find with the Greek mentality, the teaching because of what it says in the Greek, Christians largely teach and believe that you have a spirit, a soul, and a body that is Greek teaching. Is it accurate? Yes and no. We're going to look at the Greek here and the Hebrew and the New Testament, and I think it's going to open up a little bit 
the understanding because that limitation uh, or and think about it just think about it think about the canopy of wicked uh principalities do you think they were just gonna let everyone just you know get all the teachings and the downloads that god wanted them to have without any fight do you think they were just gonna let you go and serve god and be free from their deception on their watch do you think they were just gonna let it go These or do you think it's a fight uncircumcised philistines are relentless <laughs> exactly someone's going down right and it's not gonna be jesus Amen. so when we're looking at that bible verse that says the word of god it pierces even to dividing between soul and spirit that's a, one of the verses why people will believe that you know you're a bot you have a body you're a spirit with a soul and you live in a body and that's the the normal teaching so if the word of god is divided between soul and spirit then your innermost being is here in your spirit and then you have a soul and you know if you have even more revelation then you believe that has layers to it and then you have a body and then that's how people think and when you're baptized in the holy spirit you're like oh i'm a spiritual person now my ruah has i got the ruah you know i have tongues I, my spirit is activated, you know, all this stuff. But let's take a look here at the, at the Greek and then the Hebrew. So, dividing even. So, it pierces to pass through, to come through, to penetrate, to reach through, even. Dividing soul, it's psyches, from Strong's 5590. Breath or spirit abstractly or concretely between soul, psyches, and spirit. And even also, namely, spirit, which is pneumatos. That's Strong's 4151, wind, breath, spirit. So dividing between psyches and pneumatos. That is psyche, Strong's group 5590, suke. So it looks like the English psyche. That's kind of where we get that uh, word from. Again, that's the roots of psychology. So you notice the Greek-based Christian distraction is oftentimes, if they can't get you to be a spiritual christian that's a deceived spiritual christian they'll get you into psychology mm -hmm. and we've seen a lot of people get taken out by that you just get into psychology and holistic living and psychology and all these different templates and mind hacks and it's your identity wrapped up in some idolatry yeah. oh i'm introverted i'm extroverted no you're christverted repent amen christ in you get over yourself so this is really fa this is really fascinating. So that that's dividing between psyche or it's really it's suke. It's the pr it's pronounced suke, uh, but it looks like psyche. So that's why we're kind of going there. The transliteration varies between uh, this is for the uh, note takers and the scribes. The transliteration varies between Bible Hub and Blue Letter Bible. Those are two great resources when you're looking up the Hebrew root word. This glory is making me drool a little bit again. <laughs> I love the, the scribing and the study. Yeah, it's like a total meltdown out here. Oh, yeah. There's sirens going <laughs> off everywhere. It's wild, man. Yeah. We had a feeling it would be kind of like that today. Wonderful. So, dividing between Psyche, Suke, and Numa. Hmm. So, the passage is dividing between Suke and Numa. So... Suke or psyche, Hebrew, the Hebrew equivalent is actually nefesh. And pneumatos or pneuma in Hebrew is ruach. So it's literally talking about the word of God dividing, not between like just soul and spirit generically, but literally it divides even between your nefesh and ruach. Your ruach, your nefesh and ruach, souls, spirit, soul. In the Hebrew, heart and spirit are sometimes interchangeable. Mm, that's juicy. Mm -hmm. So the word of God dividing between nefesh and ruah, mm. it's not limiting. So you see, if you go in the Greek mentality, under if you stay under the canopy of that demonic principality of the prince of Greece that's per perverted so much of Christian teaching to reject that Jesus was speaking and teaching in Hebrew, why is it important? Because he studied in synagogue and what did they study? Jewish rabbinical literature is the oral tradition of Moses. He said he came to fulfill Moses. If the Jewish Messiah came to fulfill Moses, he's not going to ignore the oral tradition of Moses. Oh yeah, just 
Moses, forget about everything God showed you on the mountain on the sapphire stones. We're going to do our own Greek version of Christianity and have our own Greek Jesus now. It's a false Jesus. Why is that? Why is the Prince of Greece so desperate for you to believe that there's only spirit, soul, and body? No, divide between Nefesh and Ruah. Why did they want to keep you from rising? Because if you idolatrize your Ruah soul and think, well, that's my spirit and this is my soul, and you don't understand the layers that God has made for you, meant for you to be restored to the original. What is the original image made in his image, restored? It's, the te- it's represented in the binding of the tefillin, which is you're closing that portal of the enemy with the word of God, which what divides between Nefesh and Ruah, and you build up into the heavenlies, and he adds an additional soul as you get to certain heights. And do we have a picture of the sapphire stones that go up? Yeah. Any of them that go up? Because they wanted to keep you, the Prince of Greece wanted to keep you from getting to Neshama. You see that? If all you thought was your Ruah is only your spirit, and that means there's no more, just be happy with that Ruah. Okay, I like the other one. Let's go back to the other one. Thank you. So if you're looking on the left-hand side, you go through the layers. Jesus Christ poured out his spirit on you in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He poured out his spirit. You receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You have a Ruah soul to reflect his Holy Spirit. Your Ruah soul is not the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit departs from you, right, if you go into the grievous sin and you start becoming an idolater and and immorality, and you go so far to where that point, you're at that point of, you know, Paul would say, hand them over to Satan. What does that mean? Mm. You know, but you could still speak in tongues. Why? The Ruah soul maintains the gifts of the spirit. Even when it's apostate. Right. And what's that term? Ichabod. When the glory departs, people don't know. People think they would know. When you when the glory departs, you don't know. That's right. Uh, and people think they would know. So that's why we have to have the fear the of the Lord. Glory, so mm-hmm. then they don't understand the difference between fading glory and mm-hmm. ever-increasing glory. Yep. And they have confidence in the fading glory. Yep. So if the Greek principality wanted you to only believe that you only have just your spirit, calling your Ruah soul just spirit, and, you know, just not even knowing Nefesh, you, don't, you just think soul, just one soul one spirit well guess what you're never going to be going to neshama because you've rejected the oral tradition of moses you've rejected the rabbinical literature that jesus taught from in his parables even the lord's prayer he includes malkut in it so you know the lord knew what he was talking about and he taught his disciples in uh you know he he taught them in secret a lot of things that are not written down and even in the Gospel of Luke, we see Luke talking about, hey, as you were orally instructed, which is, th- there's little hints here and there. Hey, and by the way, oh, and then, and by the way, you know, what we orally instructed, as in something that's not written here, that you're going to know what I'm talking about when we say that. And then in the New Testament, again, then you have Paul, I wish we could go on to the advanced teaching and training of righteousness, but you're so carnal. And Revelation says the exact same thing. I was about to write what the Mm -hmm. thunders uttered, and the voice spoke from heaven, seal up the seven thunders and do not write it down. Therefore, there is a thunderous language, which is Kabbalah, oral tradition Mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ, maker of heaven and earth, that is not written. You can go through the scriptures into it, but it will only be revealed to you in the Holy Spirit and with the holy angels. This is what I've come to understand ascending into the heavenlies with the angels for so long. This oral tradition is basically angelic understanding of the scripture. Amen. How simple Amen. is that? It's so good. <laughs> I want to read you a couple of my notes here on this so you can maybe add them to your notes as well. And just, get, you know, we really want to have that understanding that those limitations don't need to be on you so that you can get the neshama why does why do the satans want you to not have a neshama why do they care so much they're afraid they're afraid of a company of people like you 
getting actually circumcised properly, rung by rung, but not rushing ahead forward and skipping anything and not lagging behind and not going up. They're terrified of a company of people that will get to Nishama, who will get to the Chaya and Yajita soul, a, a company of people who reject uh, the, the uh, Prince of Rome, false Jesus, and the Prince of Greece, false Jesus. They're terrified of that. And so understand, the enemy is terrified of your rising, and so get excited. And you don't have to wait for, you know, the religious people to be okay with it. You can simply be a pioneer and walk in it, be a forerunner in your generation. And there are greater rewards for those who pioneer and forerun than for everyone who comes later on after it's already established, after the majority is, you know, on board. And so just understand that. Understand the heavens are merited through works that please him. Revelation says, you have not done the works that please me. It's a hundred-year-old apostolic church. But then you start to do the works that please him. This is what the, the fallen angels are terrified, that you merit the rungs of Jacob's ladder. Mm -hmm. So all of their lies and deceptions is so that you stay disqualified from the inheritance of Abraham, mm -hmm. Isaac, and Jacob. It's that simple. Mm -hmm. But now that you begin to have the revelation and understand mm -hmm. what qualifies you, is it grace alone? No, grace and works. Okay, not dead works, mm -hmm. works that please him. Revelation says, chapter 22, Jesus Christ in the red letters, I'm coming to give each one their rewards according to their merit. So we say we're saved by grace, right? And then how do you stay saved? obedience to his commandments hello and you don't just stay in this mm -hmm. greasy grace nonsense where it's just oh grace abounds grace abounds and there's just total rebellion no obedience and no wisdom no revelation no circumcision mm -hmm. it's like they're born again but they forgot the eighth day circumcision mm -hmm. so they haven't become cosmic jews they haven't become mm -hmm. the remnant they're not israel until you're circumcised of heart after mm -hmm. salvation you are not an Israelite. You must have the circumcision, mm -hmm. the mark of the Brit of the heart. Guard the Brit. It's called Brit is the Hebrew word for circumcision. Mm -hmm. If you don't have it, there is no merit or possibility mm -hmm. for an inheritance with Jacob, Isaac, and mm -hmm. Abraham, which is sun, moon, and stars, which is how we get the heavens mm -hmm. back to cleanse this universe from the fall. And that's ultimately what mm -hmm. it's all about. Amen. And so uh, here, here are some of the notes here. Uh, the, so the religious principalities of the Prince of Greece with his indoctrinated Western churches who believe in the Greek scripture's supremacy has tried to dominate believers by saying, you're a spirit with a soul and a body, only three parts, and no more possibility of growth into the cosmos through the limitation of demonic doctrines. He did this on purpose to keep you from getting to Nishama and overcoming the Satans in the second heavens by rising in cosmic righteousness through the circumcision of heart. I will give you a new heart, it is written. And you know, if you, if you reject the rabbinical literature that Jesus studied in the synagogue, then you're rejecting their literature that says, literally, it, it talks about an additional soul, an additional souls being added. They talk about the different layers. Why is that important? When God gave you the deposit of the Ruah, the Ruah Kakadesh, so you get the Holy Spirit. We talked about that, the, how it's a mirror. You're meant to be a mirror of his glory, reflect his glory, right? The bride is like the moon, no light of our own, but we get to reflect his light, right? It's not our light. It's not our glory. It's his glory, but we get to reflect it. He wants to give us. It says in the in the Bible, it says, give us the glory. Well, we want to give him the glory. <laughs> so it's a mirror. So he's shining onto you and you're reflecting him with increase of brightness. And uh, it, it's really special. But the reason why they want that limitation is your heights in the cosmos corresponds to the souls that you have. So those layers of soul or additional souls, a new heart that God gives you, a, a, st a new stone with a new name on it. As you go up, that's your potential for the heights. So, of course, they want to keep everybody running around like dwarves. Yeah, a new name is absolutely a new soul. And why is it a stone? Because it's the sapphire stone, which is the rungs of mm -hmm. Jacob's ladder. 
<laughs> and you get the inscription of a name when you get to the Keter, which is the white stone part of, you know, the White Castle Enoch's interior mansions. If you haven't watched that from the master class, it talks about the color of the different mansions on the sapphire stones. And what's the White Castle? The white, not your White Castle burger, but you could be burger magi. That means shepherd, okay? But uh, the White Palace is the seventh mansion, seventh interior mansion of Enoch, which corresponds with the name of Enoch, right? It goes to the generations of, you know, Adam through Enoch, and it has their their names. So you have the patriarchs on the Sephirot, and you have the generations of Enoch at the palaces, uh, the names of the palaces there on the sapphire stones. Why are there palaces on sapphire stones? Well, God said, you can't really look at my face, but here's this rock. Stand over here, and I'll let you see my back. You know, what is the interior castle uh, journey? Teresa Avila, she taught on those mansions. She saw them. She saw that crystal. She saw the sapphire. Uh, but it's a journey. So that white stone that's at Keter, those top three are one. It's one palace, but you still need to get each individual uh, rung circumcised fully to go on to the next one. And when you get to Keter, at the top of a world, there's an inscription and God engraves his name. It's a name. Uh, his names, he writes it on you. I've actually seen them with my eyes open when they're emanating Shekinah glory. That's his name. And they're the names of God that we find in the Bible, again, in the Hebrew, the names of God. And it, these things inscribed upon you by the holy angels is your citizenship and rights within Zion and the angelic realms. The reason why it's so mm -hmm. important, you show the paperwork, just like if you are to travel to a foreign nation, they're like, show me your papers. Where's your visa? Where's your passport? As you ascend, you will have to mm -hmm. show your paperwork. It's merited. Scripture says, I'm the roots. I am the Jewish race roots, roots of David. You need that because as you ascend, then you will have these names and inscriptions mm -hmm. on the forehead. Do not harm the trees until they're sealed in their forehead with the name of the Father, Son, and New Jerusalem. It is written. Therefore, you begin to show the paperwork. David had to show Saul foreskins, paperwork. It was, it was a requirement for a new soul. And then a soul was transferred to mm -hmm. him called the wife. And in prophetics, the, the wife symbolizes a soul. Mm -hmm. Just like Eve coming yeah. out of Adam. It was yeah. a soul. Yeah. yeah. So all those, you find that, what is all these laws about your additional wives? Like, that's kind additional of souls. sexist. You know, Absolutely. And we're thinking the Greek. It, yeah, it's so back then. So it ser serves a double purpose. Back then in a more barbaric time where sometimes... You know, if you're a woman, if you don't have a man uh, to protect you, your odds of just getting, you know, you know, pillaged and raped or enslaved, all kinds of horrible things. Can't even imagine. Like, there's a need, you know, there was a great need for women's rights. And one of the cool things about God's word is how important and special the women are to God and how he made sure to make laws to account for the wickedness of the human fallen nature so and that they Israel would be taken care of. Israel was the only of. nation that did that in ancient times. Mm -hmm. Other nations were horrible. Mm -hmm. The atrocities yep. are beyond comprehension. Yep. Just total bar barbarism out there. But you know what is really special is even though, yeah, was it ideal that, you know, they had the additional wives or whatever? No, it's not original design. But is it better? Was it better that they have rules and laws so that if the, that man had an additional wife or additional wives that was common, even with God's kings that he approved, you know, King David, he was like the ideal king. He had multiple wives, you know, and his son, you know, we know, we know about that story. But what was important to God was that even if a man took an additional wife, the one that he had originally and the other ones he had, they, they were not allowed to diminish their food supply or their clothing because that would be punishable by God. That God was going to punish the men if they did not take care to clothe and feed those women because they are God's daughters and he cares for them. And so with the progression of Christianity, we've also seen, you know, and depending on where you live in the world, you know, and we live in, 
you know, it doesn't always look, it doesn't look as Christian maybe these days, the United States of America, but there's still a Christian remnant, and we do consider this a Christian country. Yeah, One nation under God, you know, we believe that. You know, the Klippeth, it doesn't matter their opinion. This country belongs to God, and mm-hmm. there's a promise that if our, my people will fast and pray, Right? There's a mitigation of those decrees against the country because of the wickedness uh, that's been going on. So I encourage you, you know, fast and pray for your, uh, for and your country. And tomorrow is our mm-hmm. day of fasting, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. dry fast. We're doing it RLM Global all over the world, everyone that's a part of this apostleship. No food, no drink from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Join us every Wednesday for dry fasting. Amen. Amen. And so we'll see some of those decrees being mitigated in the heavens uh, for God's people. And it it just, it's going to be good. Uh, But understanding that rising in righteousness is what is going to bring the judgments upon the fallen angels and the enemies. And the more people we have walking in it, the better. And uh, so the New Testament, so just before we go here, I want to finish reading you a couple of these notes so you have them. Uh, you know, especially for our scribes, you're taking your notes. For the So the New Testament verse in the Hebrew, in Hebrews 4.12, says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing nefesh and ruah, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Hebrews 4.12. So you can kind of see there in joints and marrow, the layers of spirit or soul and how it connects to the bones, right? So we're going uh, deeper. So nefesh, if it says nefesh and ruah, joints and marrow, joints would be more outer, right? Nefesh and ruah would be more inner. Marrow have it be a little bit closer, uh, a little bit more inward. But in the Bible verse from Ezekiel thirty six twenty six that says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. It actually says in the Hebrew, I will give you a new leb, which in Jewish literature and interpretation and the oral tradition of Moses refers to the actual sapphire stone of Bina, which represents the world of Bina, uh, Berea. The world of Berea is represented by the sapphire stone of Bina, and that is where the believer in Messiah can rise to and receive the Nishama soul. Mm -hmm. So literally, I will give you a new leb. What is that? Get to Bina, go to Berea, get the neshama. But you wouldn't believe that if you rejected the rabbinical literature that Jesus studied, and he spoke of in parables. You know, when the Pharisees would come around and question Jesus, oftentimes they were questioning him about Kabbalistic uh, beliefs and uh, riddles. When they would come around and ask him, and after we started to study some of these things, and then you listen to it in the New Testament, you're like, wow, he really knew the oral tradition of Moses, but not in a dead interpretation the way they had it. He was the living word of God made flesh, so he interpreted it perfectly. That written and spoken, and it came alive in him. Anti-secret society Kabbalah of Jesus Christ. For the enemy, all he does is try to enslave people with secret Mm -hmm. knowledge. Jesus, he proclaims it from the rooftops. He wants everyone mm-hmm. to be a messianic Kabbalist, which simply means the understanding to mm-hmm. live with the angels on the stars. And it's absolutely biblical. I want to touch this one thing quickly about the souls. Um, understand the, our apostles say in Scripture that all the Old Testament is for us today in the form of wisdom. Okay. So we don't need to go and separate our polyester and and (laughs) cotton because Leviticus says you can't mix clothing content. Why? Because it's for wisdom. Wisdom deals with the inner person and the building up of the spirit man unto Mm -hmm. God from glory to glory. So in the Old Testament, what is the wisdom? This is righteousness now, a little bit more solid meat for the mature. What does it mean? All the additional wives that righteous men took. I mean, really, Jacob had four wives. And he had the 12 nations of Israel with four different women. But it symbolizes 
different souls. This symbolic, rich meaning of the wisdom of、mm-hmm. it today. You're forbidden to have more than one wife and、yep. more than one husband in the new covenant, and that's written in apostolic doctrine. Amen. Do not go beyond what is written. But not going beyond what is written, it is written that the Old Testament is profitable only for wisdom, and、yep. wisdom is the only thing that can profit、mm-hmm. you today in Christianity.、Mm-hmm. So the wisdom of the of taking a new wife that you see David doing constantly as he grew as a king in glory and faithfulness and loyalty, made mistakes, repented, was forgiven. Yes, but it symbolizes a new soul. He got the neshama, the the chaya, the yechida. The red rose,、mm-hmm. the white rose, the the pink rose, and the additional、mm-hmm. star souls of worlds、mm-hmm. without end. It, it symbolizes the ever increasing glory is the constantly taking of new souls as you conquer new worlds in Christ, and that's absolutely the correct interpretation of the wisdom <laughs> of the Old Testament, just like the、Amen. apostles say. The wisdom of Moses, the song, which is the song of Moses, and then we have the song of the Lamb. Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Wait, where is it? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, esteemed guests and beloved supporters, today I stand before you with a heart filled with gratitude and a vision illuminated by faith. We are gathered here not just as individuals, but as a collective force with a shared purpose. To extend a hand of abundance, to bring forth prosperity, and to manifest the heavenly realities in our world, as we embark on this journey together, I am reminded of the words of Proverbs three nine and ten, which says, "Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine." It is through our acts of honoring and abundance. That we have the opportunity to make a tangible difference in the lives of those around us. RLM TV's missions are not confined by geographical boundaries. From the bustling streets of Florida to the sprawling landscapes of America, from the vibrant city of Nairobi, Kenya, to the farthest reaches of the globe, our mission knows no limits. We are driven by a commitment to serve, a commitment rooted in the teachings of Matthew six thirty three, where it is proclaimed, "Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well." With your support, we have the power to manifest abundance, to uplift communities, to sow seeds of prosperity that will yield a harvest of blessings for generations to come. Your generosity is not merely a financial transaction; it is an investment in the heavenly realities, an investment in the embetterment of our world. In the book of Malachi three ten, we are reminded that bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing. That there will be not enough room to store it. Let us therefore open the floodgates of heaven with our giving, with the overflow of our hearts, and with the promise of a more than enough abundance. Today, I humbly ask you to join us on this noble journey. Your contributions will enable us to continue this vital work, to reach even further, to serve more, and to manifest the heavenly realities around the world. As you open your hearts and your hands in generosity, may you be blessed abundantly, not just in material wealth, but in the riches of glory, in the joy of giving, and in the knowledge that you have co-created in the building of the kingdom of heaven on earth. As our Jewish sages taught, tithing is the holiness available below. And as our Master Jesus the Christ proclaimed, "Give, and it will be given back to you. Good measurements that overflow." Together, let us be the agents of change that our world so desperately needs. Together, let us be the vessels of prosperity that bring forth the heavenly realities. Together, let us make miracles happen. Thank you from the depths of my heart. 
for your unwavering support and your boundless generosity. May the fruitful abundance of heaven overflow in your life. God bless you. Amen.